Grandpa, get more coffee right now. Do you want me to get more coffee? Okay, you okay. get some more coffee. That's fine. Okay, thank you. I have course in. Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry. Noise you've heard at the beginning, that's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's fifth son. I am Jeff. I'm in Nebraska at the Nebraska Northwestern game. So, and this is Pam and I's uh, anniversary weekend. October 24th is our anniversary. So what we're going to do is replay our uh, wedding one from last year and the year before. So uh, happy anniversary, honey. And uh, this would be number 42. Yikes. So let's play it again. I love that day. Remember what my mom said, Two beers and stay away from your brothers. I still hear that voice, so enjoy. Bye. October 24th, Monday, is Pam's and I 41st wedding anniversary. You know what's really cool about that is one of my favorite, favorite country singers, female country singers, Louise Mandrell. I found a version, her version of the very first song that Pam and I danced to at our wedding. It's called Everlasting Love. Great song. It was originally done by Robert Knight, I think, in the 60s, then Carl Carlton in the 70s. And then I found this version of Louise Mandrell doing Everlasting Love. Here's a little sample of it. Again, it was our very first song, very first dance, a song played for our very first dance at our wedding. And Everlasting Love also was the very first song. Uh, my brother Jerry and his wife Marcy danced to the year before at their wedding because we had the same band. So, of course, they're going to start off with the same song, which is a very good song. Again, Everlasting Love. I do like Louise Mandrell's version better than uh, the other two. And it's not putting them down. It's just that hers, is, to me, is better. So here it is. Speaking of favorites, my favorite country singer, Charlie McClain, did another deep dive on some of her songs, and I found a version of her doing my very favorite bread song from, I think it's 1970 or 71. It's called Baby I'ma Want You. It's such a good version by her that, let's call it a tie, not to put bread down, but uh, again, my girl, Charlie McClain, does a very great version of it. Listen to her voice. It's like an angel singing, for God's sakes. I'm getting chills on my arm thinking about it, listening to it. So here's a little sample of uh, Charlie McClain doing um, Baby I'ma Want You. We're going to 
replay this week uh, when I talked about my wedding. That was episode number 25. We're going to replay it. We're calling it Wedding Redux, which is French. Redo, Redux. We're going to replay it because I really like it. And it's for our wedding anniversary, our 41st wedding anniversary. My mom said, two beers and stay away from your brothers. And that still sticks in my head. So I hope you enjoy it again because I listened to it again and I really like it. So uh, here we go. Growing up happens in a heartbeat. One day you're in diapers, next day you're gone. But the memories of childhood stay with you for the long haul. All right, let's get rolling with this week's episode number 25 of Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Now, number 25 is the number of my all-time favorite basketball player, Gail Goodrich, who played with UCLA and then the Lakers, and then two years with Phoenix, and then the Lakers again when the year they won the 33 in a row. Um, and then in 1976, he went to the New Orleans Jazz and played in the same backcourt uh, with Pete Maravich. So what you have there is two brothers with their favorite players on the same team. My brother Jerry's favorite player was Pistol Pete Maravich, LSU great, uh, greatest basketball player, college basketball player ever, the original number 23. So he's on this backcourt with uh, Gail Goodrich. Very exciting year, 76. Unfortunately, Gail Goodrich got hurt that year, but I still have the Sports Illustrated uh, from 1971 with Gail Goodrich on the cover of it. It's great. And he was left-handed like me, and I looked it up today in – He's the third leading all-time scorer in NBA history for left-handers, which I thought was very, very interesting. Steered off a little, but Gail Goodrich is, will and always be my favorite basketball player. Okay, let's go with, uh, first of all, before we even get rolling, thanks again to the ladies from uh, GC for being real. Um, in case I didn't mention it, we all worked together for five or six years downtown Chicago at Global Capacity. It was a fun aisle. It was our uh, finance aisle. And I think we're going to have them back in November because they had a great time. They were originally a little leery on it, but they had a great time. They're begging me to come back. We'll see, but I think we're going to have them back in this time. I think Jessica is going to join us. She's a lot of fun, so um, hopefully she can make it. Okay, let's get into our, our movie review. Okay, this one is just added for review. Last night was the first Hallmark movie. Now, it was Friday, and it was with uh, Winnie Cooper from Wonder Years, a.k.a. Danica McKellar. And in it, she says she's going to meet her parents at the coffee shop. So already, what a great start to the Christmas Hallmark movies is. They're going to the uh, coffee shop. So that's just a quick review on that one. And um, it's one of 115 Christmas movies throughout all the um, stations. So we're getting ready, or we are ready. And uh, watch the first one. Again, Winnie Cooper, Danica McKellar, and uh, actually Jason Hervey, who played uh, Wayne in uh, The Wonder Years, was on there too. So again, one more time, coffee in a Hallmark Christmas movie. She's fighting with her parents. They show up. What'd she say? Let's go to the coffee shop. What are you doing here? 
annoying people, apparently. You can't stop in traffic. Oh, I'll meet you in the coffee shop. Coffee shop. Right in there, yeah. Today is our 40th wedding anniversary, 40 years. Uh, Pam and I have been married 40 years. It was exactly on this day, 10-24-81, that we got married. So I'm just going to roll through the day on how it went. Uh, my mom slept over that night because, uh, you know, you can't see your bride on the wedding day. So my mom slept over in our new apartment, and then we went to breakfast. And we were having, you know, a mother-son talk, and then she reached over, grabbed my hand, and said, this is the most important part tonight of what's going to happen, and I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. You're going to have only two beers, and you're going to stay away from your brothers literally the whole night, unless there's pictures, then you could be with them, but you're not going to be standing around with your brothers drinking, okay? This is your wedding. And I know how you are with your brothers. You enjoy so much being around with them um, that it'll, you'll end up getting caught with them uh, laughing and joking. And then all your friends will be there and everything. So you will have two beers and you stay away from your brothers and I'll be watching you the whole night. So I looked at her. I said, just two. She goes, two. So if you want to slug two down when you first get in there, that's fine. If you want to have one at the beginning one at the end, that's fine. If you want to have one in the middle, one at the end, that's fine. But you're going to have two, and I'm going to be watching you the whole night. You know what? Every time I'd look up, my mom was looking at me. So, you know, I had two beers, two beers <laughs> which was good. That was the best advice I could have gotten. I mean, and she meant it, too. I knew she did because uh, she grabbed my hand and squeezed it when she was telling me. So she meant business. and. Um, that was good. It was a good thing. So uh, I go get my hair cut. And it's at Pam's Uncle Sam's, who's a barber. Okay, so I'm there with my uncle, uh, my uncle, my brother, Jerry. And we're at Pam's Uncle Sam's uh, barber shop. And he starts cutting my hair. And the phone rings. He's got one of them old phones on the wall. And he has this phone cord that runs from here to forever. He goes, hold on a second. He answers it, and then he goes into this other room. Now, a minute later, comes out. Okay, starts cutting my hair again. So this goes on for like 15 minutes. So finally, my brother Jerry looks at me, and he says, I don't think he remembers where he left off on your head. <laughs> I go, what do you mean? He goes, he leaves. He starts working on your left side, and when he comes back, he's on your right side. He goes, I don't know, man. So <laughs> when I look, when we were leaving, he goes, my brother looks at me, he goes, you look like Shemp <laughs> from the Three Stooges. If you know what Shemp looks like, that wasn't a good thing. So I went back and had Uncle Sam clean it up a little. Okay. And it came out good, I think, but it was funny. He had this phone card again, ran from here to forever. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I kept getting phone calls for, uh, probably at least 15 minutes, at least. And then, uh, you know, of course, it was a free haircut, so I can't hold it against him. But uh, it was fun. It was one of them times when my brother said that. I don't think he's remembering where he left off. That was that was good stuff. So we get to the church, and, you know, everybody's there. It, you know, we get 
do the vowels and everything. And then, um, whatchamacallit, um, the mass is ended. Okay, I found her. Um, here, she's going to explain exactly what happened immediately after the church. Hi. So after the ceremony, um, Norm, back then, the guys who you stood up with and, and the, the groomsmen and the bridesmaid would go in a car together to the reception. So I had, I think there was one, maybe two of my bridesmaids that were in the middle of the street with no ride. Like their person, their groomsmen <laughs> went ahead uh, with them, without them. <laughs> So um, that was one memory that I had. So you mean my brothers weren't um, <laughs> up to date on how this stuff is supposed to work? Well, I guess not. Oh, I guess did, not. did we ride together? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Then that was a good thing. At least one of the Balser brothers rode with their, the person they were supposed to. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See? So <laughs> thank you. So that was that was fun. <laughs> That they didn't know better. So, you know, and plus uh their friend, Joe's friend Al, he they brought in the uh the Rolls Royce. So that was kind of cool. So, you know, but it was it was funny that Pam remembered her, her friends running up the street trying to get a ride with my brothers. That doesn't happen often. So uh, so that was fun. Then we get to the um uh to the hall and we're there. And, you know, you're taking pictures and everything. I get to stand next to my mom. And she just leans over and says, again, two beers and you stay away from your brothers. And she started pointing, pointing at them. So I was like, okay. So the night went on. The very first song we danced to, because we had the same band as my brother Jerry's uh, wedding the year before, Jerry Mercy. That was a band called Sundance, who they are still around. We went to see them in uh, at Carlucci's in Downers Grove like three years ago. They're still around. And one of them bands, they have wedding bands that stay together. And they rotate in and out. And they're still together. So, yeah, it was great. And uh, the very first song we danced to was a song called Everlasting Love. It's been recorded by Carl Carlton, Robert Knight. And I have a version by my favorite Mandrell sister who has dark hair and dark eyes. Louise Mandrell, a great version. Um, so that was our very first uh, dance song. We were at a party one time, and the women were were gabbing about how men don't, you know, are not romantic and this and that. And so I just yelled over, and Pam and Merce were there. I yelled over, I go, "Hey, Pam, uh, do you and Merce do you remember the, uh, the first song we danced to at the wedding?" And you know what? They couldn't. I mean, I remember, I'm good with dates and songs, so I re remembered, of course, it was our wedding. So I just said, uh, Everlasting Love. So that's how romantic I am. I remember the very first song we danced to, so that was fun. So we get to the end of the night, and my brother <laughs> were coming up to me asking me if I wanted a beer. I kept saying no, and I actually think I only had one beer that night. Because every time I'd look over, I'd see my mom. I swear to God, she was everywhere and she was looking at me. And you know what? At the end of the night, 
at the very, very end, before Pam and I left, she went up to me and kissed me on the cheek and said, you were a very good boy tonight. <laughs> so it was, it was loads of fun. But one more thing at our wedding, uh, one of my friends growing up, Jay Gepner, he's a Beatle imitator. He started out um, fifth grade, I think, remembering all the Beatles songs, memorizing all the Beatles songs. He had the uh, Beatles at the Hollywood Bowl, and he knew every line that John Lennon said during the uh, the thing. He was a John, I think he won three years in a row at Beatlefest. Uh, John Lennon looked alike and sound alike. And he went to, uh, he was in a phone booth and he called up Jonathan Brandmeier, the DJ, and he said he could sing any Beatles song word for word. And somebody called in and they requested Mr. Moonlight. And he sang it. He knew everything. He knew everything. He was with, uh, they were the Beatle brothers uh, with Phil and Gaddy, I think was his other buddy. Um, but to get to the wedding, he asked me if he could sing a song. So I went up to the band, the Sundance, and I was begging them to let Jay sing a song. They would not do it. To their credit, I think they figured he would have shown them up. Because I think he was going to do like Twist and Shout. and uh, But he knows every Beatles song. And they would not give in on that. And I give them credit. Because I told him, I go, hey, we're paying you. He goes, you paid us to play, not him. I said, that, okay. I understood. So that was that. Was that. So um, that's, how our, that's how our wedding day went. It was, um, <laughs> it, it was a, a, oh, wait a minute. The best, well, not the best, but the best thing that happened uh, besides getting married was we all had money on Dartmouth over Cornell in football. And I think Dartmouth was only like 10 and a half. And by the time we got to the wedding hall, we got the score and Dartmouth won, I think it was like 42 to 7. So that put everyone, me and my brothers and some of our friends, in a really good mood because we had won our bet. So I get married to the woman I love. Dartmouth uh, covered the spread, which was a good thing. I didn't look like Shemp by the end of the night, so that was another good thing. So it was um, it was a lot of fun. It was a fun day. I remember well. Uh, everything went just great, but um, I could still hear my mom's voice and her squeezing my hand saying, again, two beers and stay away from your brothers. Okay. And if you're wondering, my dad had passed away, uh, actually two days after Pam and I got engaged, we got engaged on April 22nd, 1980. And my dad had a heart attack on April 24th, 1980. And my brothers and I actually still claim that once he found out that I was the one that was going to get married, that he had that heart attack. He had the big one. So, uh, you know, so he wasn't at the wedding. So if he was at the wedding, my mom would have said, stay away from your dad and your brothers <laughs> and no beer. So, yeah. So it was, uh, again, it was a fun night. And uh, let's move on to something else here. That was fun. Actually, that was fun talking about our wedding. Exactly 40 years ago today, uh, 10-24-81. Uh, next week. We're going to have our Halloween special. I'll be talking about things I did growing up as a kid on Halloween, which was a lot of fun. My very first and only Halloween trick-or-treat in, in uh, California. 
in San Bernardino with a nice group of uh, kids. And I will, uh, that's going to be an enjoyable story. It was just fun just thinking about it. Um, and then we're going to have a special on Instagram next week, which we're going to do something really, really good uh, because my um, Instagrams are very boring, as Villanelle would say. So um, we're going to spice it up a little, a little literally. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then we're going to start doing some fun things with Instagram too. But next week, for sure, we're going to have our very first special on Instagram. And Instagram is at Mary B's Fifth Son. M-A-R-Y-B-S-5-T-H-S-O-N. Mary B's Fifth Son. Um, hashtag Mary B's Fifth Son. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to start having some fun things. At, not hashtag, at. Oh, at Mary B's Fifth Son. <laughs> I'm IT illiterate. I'm hashtag illiterate. So it's at, thank you, producer, at Mary B's fifth son. Okay. M-A-R-Y-B-S number five T-H-S-O-N. Thank you again. And that wraps up our episode number 25. Thank you. For this week, take care. Instagram, which is at Mary B's fifth son, M-A-R-Y-B-S number five. T-H-S-O-N. Okay, any comments or suggestions, good or bad, send them to our email, which is marybs5son at gmail.com. So that would be M-A-R-Y-B-S, the number five, S-O-N, at gmail.com. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts, and you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. Everybody, all the guests, because you got to go from table to table and this and that. So I never, because I knew if I would have walked over there or even looked over there, it was going to be bad, bad. And my mom would have embarrassed me. I know she would have. So. Oh, no. Wait, yeah, I have a question. What kind of beer did you used to drink back in the early 80s? Oh, whatever they had, like Miller Lite and Budweiser, because they used to deliver on a Budweiser truck. My dad got me on as a helper. So Budweiser, not Bud Light. E. Uh, God, Meister Brow. I, I never, mean, I, yeah, yeah, I know, just bad.